Hello, hello. Welcome back to the new Bucket List Podcast. My name is Lisa, your Bucket List Coach. Today on the podcast, I have Justin Rambo. He's got an incredible story. He not only dropped out of high school, but college twice. But he was so determined to succeed, Justin returned to college for the third time to get his bachelor's. He went on to start his first business at 28, wrote his first book, Turned Down the Noise, and started the Versatile Success Podcast at 33. Wow. Please welcome Justin. Thank you so much Lisa, for being Lisa, thank you so here. much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited to share my story and then help others make some progress on their bucket list. Excellent. Excellent. Well, it's, I can see that just from your, just from what I said in the intro, you are no stranger to get out, to getting out of your comfort zone. So let's, let's just, let's just start at the beginning. So what, what caused you to leave school in the first Yeah. So I, I want to make one clarification. It wasn't high school I dropped out of. I dropped out of college uh, two times and then went to college the third time. But the reason I dropped out was because A, I wasn't a good student. I had low self-esteem. The only place I had the high self-esteem mm. was through athletics because I was a good athlete. I didn't care anything about academics because of my prior experience with academics starting from first grade and realizing at the time I thought I wasn't smart enough compared to like my classmates and things like that. But as I had gotten older, I realized I just learned in a different way. And the way I learned just wasn't, I guess, taught in school. But the way I learn actually mm -hmm. beats the learning curve of most people. It's just not how school was formatted in those days. Um, so in my mid-20s, I finally had that epiphany. But in my early 20s, I stopped playing sports. And so I didn't have the confidence of being an athlete and definitely didn't have the confidence with academia. And so I tried it twice. wasn't for me. Dropped out. And then once I started to find myself and find my groove, decided to go back a third time and finished, and it was easier than it had been all the previous years. Meanwhile, my third stint in college, I had two daughters at the time as well. So statistically, mm -hmm. if you drop out one time, you're not wow. going to go back. Definitely not twice. And then you add kids on top of it. So it was something that had to be done, but I had to find my own groove and had to find my own way. That's incredible that not only were you going back a third time, but you had a family to take care of in the process. That's, that's, that's yeah. definitely a challenge. Definitely. And I love that you gained the self-awareness of how you learn best and where your confidence lies. That's, that's huge in your twenties. I mean, I, I was not that aware in my twenties. So <laughs> Thank you. It was definitely you a that. process. Yeah. Oh, well, it does. It takes a lot of grit to go out to go back to school after leaving twice. So what or who gave you the strength to go back and try it, again? I've always felt that I was called to do more, have more and become more, which is what I say all the time. It's just a feeling I've had since I was a kid. And I would also say my mom instilled in me the fact that I can do anything I want to as long as I set my mind to it. And I think hearing that so many times as a kid, even though I don't remember all the times I've heard it subconsciously, it's it was internal. It was mm -hmm. innate. So growing up, 
I always wanted more out of life and I felt like I can get it. I just had to apply myself the right way and learn the things I needed to learn, but also just keep pushing forward because I'm a big history buff as well. And so this is where things tie in. Since I'm a big history buff, there's so many stories of people mm-hmm. who have overcome things with less opportunity than what I had, but they just kept going. And that is the the underlying tone of a lot of those individuals. So I figured if I just keep going for more, then I will have more. But along the way, I'll learn a lot of lessons that I wouldn't have learned if I just stayed stagnant. So I'm all about just going forward, trying to do more, taking action because I'm not a small talk guy. I just want to go and do things and then we'll see what happens from there. Mm-hmm. Wow. I never, I never thought of history that way as a way to motivate you to do something. I have always seen history. I mean, we always learn about the bad stuff in school, right? So we always use history as uh, of yeah. what not to do, but I never thought of it in as a way to show you that you can do it. That's wow. That's yeah, a great I mean, if you think about like it, it, history repeats itself time and time again. And if I can take a lesson from yep. what someone else did, the good or the bad, however you want to frame it, of what not to do or what to do, and realizing that they're really no different than I am, they just lived in a different time frame, then who am I to not go after the things I want to go after? Because we live in 2020. And I have the resources that they didn't have, but they still did it. So I can definitely do it now. I just have to apply myself within myself the way which resonates most to me and go after it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing what um, the people of history have managed to do without the internet. (laughs) Definitely. It's crazy, right? (laughs) Well, I know, uh, I know for myself, if I um, quit doing something, it really, I feel very judged by that. And I'm so worried about what other people would think of me um, if I quit or even decided after quitting to try again. So when you went back to school again, did you ever feel judged or did people think you were crazy or did you generally feel supported by the people around you? It's going to sound really weird. But I didn't think about what others would would think at that time. Mm -hmm. My thought process was when I get on the other side of this thing, then what are people going to think? Meaning when I get on the other side of it, when I graduate, I know they're going to think of me in a different way, in a positive light. I'm not just someone who says something and doesn't finish it. So my thought process, and I know people say you have to live in the present, but my thought process typically lives in the future to push mm-hmm. me forward while I'm still present. Mentally, I may live in the future to push me forward, and I'm more of a glasses half full type of guy. So if I'm going towards towards something, whether it's once or twice, mm-hmm. I know I'm pushing myself further outside of myself, but there's a possibility that it will work as long as I keep pushing. So I wasn't necessarily scared of what they would say because I've gone back and forth to school. I just wanted them to think of me in a different way. And the only way to think for them to think of me in a different way was for me to actually complete it. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Cause uh, looking at the end result instead of the beginning 
I mean, with all of these really successful people out there, no one is judging right. them for their start. They're looking at the finish. So that's a really great mindset to have. Instead of being worried about what everyone's thinking about you now when you're starting, and then you're looking at that goal. You've got your Definitely. eye on the prize, and I love that. So what, what advice would you give to people who um, have maybe quit doing something or maybe dropped out of school and are not really sure how um, they should get started again? I would say... And here's the biggest issue I've had with anything that I didn't complete, right? I know I'm an action taker, but there are plenty of things that I haven't completed, right? But it's more so people remember mm -hmm. the things I completed. Mm -hmm. The difference is the things I completed, I did it in my own way. I did it because I was authentic to myself and I didn't try to copy people. The things that I didn't complete was because I was trying to do it because it was cool or I tried to copy or emulate how someone else did it within their personality. So my advice to anyone would be you have to understand yourself to understand what you really want to do because we can go after a hundred things, but if 75 of those things are not uniquely us, or we don't feel passionate about it, we're not going to complete 75 of those things. Find the 25 things that resonate with you and do it in your own way. And then you will be able to start completing things. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that message. Stay authentic to yourself because oh, what was, what is that quote? Uh, be yourself. Yeah, everyone yeah. else is taken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's something a lot of people uh, forget just because some people's goals are this are very similar to others and they figure they should just jump in that path instead of yeah. creating. And then own. even if you are going in the same path as someone else, or at least going in the same, I guess, for the same goal, you can still do it in your own way. So like we, you and I were just talking about before we hit the record button, the guys crossing America, right? They're walking across America. There's more than one path mm -hmm. to walk across America. You can take yeah. more than one path and still end up at the same destination, but you have to take the path that is best for you. So that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so tell me about your your book. So what made you want to write a book? It was. All right. So this is a really weird story. I tell everyone and it's hard to explain because you have those things, those moments in life where it's just a feeling. And since it's a feeling, it's hard to mm -hmm. describe it in a tangible way for others that haven't felt it. I had been working on my own personal development for a while. Like I said, I started to understand myself in my mid twenties when I had the business, business goes up and down. Mm -hmm. And so you really start to hone in on yourself thinking, you know, am I doing this right? Am I good yeah. enough? You have all these self doubts, but you have these, these very high peaks too. Within that, you start working on yourself. So from 2014 to 2018, I started really digging deep into personal development. Even though I didn't know that there was a term mm -hmm. for personal development, but I've always been self-aware enough to know that there's something more, like I said, when I was a child. And so I had been listening to YouTube yeah. clips, motivational speeches, reading certain books. So that was from 2008 or 14 to 2018, 2018. I took it a step further. 2019. Okay. I said, what will happen 
if I dedicate a whole year to eliminate all my distractions, will I find the answers that I'm seeking? Will I discover what my true passions are? Would I discover more about me? And so what I did was I got off of social media. I deactivated all my social media accounts. I stopped watching. Yeah, I stopped watching TV. The kicker is there's a third thing that I stopped that it is confusing to a lot of people is I stopped listening to music and people are like, well, why? Mm. Yeah. People are like, really? well, why music? Think about it. If I'm trying to search for something, I need peace and quiet, or I need to saturate my brain with the oh. things that are going to help me find it. Right. And so I eliminated all three of those things in the car rides, going to work or getting ready for, mm-hmm. you know, work in the morning in the bathroom, all those things where mm-hmm. I would normally listen to music, I would fill that time with self-help podcasts or personal development podcasts or YouTube and or things about how to write a book. So I saturated my brain with the things in which I wanted and wanted to become. And so I would get up early, 4.30 in the morning, do my meditations, my mantras. Oh, and then one day I have to go to work early, mm-hmm. really early. So that means I got off early. I come home and it's a snowy day. I live in upstate New York. The wife is at work. The kids are at school. And I'm like, man, I'm really tired. I should take a nap. And I told myself, (laughs) right? I told myself, no, I said I would dedicate a year to eliminate distractions, which means also being productive. So I got out a book, started reading. And then like a lightning bolt, everything hit me at once. Meaning what I wanted the business to be named what I wanted the podcast to be called, and then also to write a book. It was really one of those epiphany moments. Wow. But the only reason it happened is because I had eliminated all my distractions, stuck to my meditations and mantras. So the things that I was seeking, it showed itself. Even though it had already been there the whole time, I was just too distracted to see it. Thus, the title turned down the noise. And at first, when the idea for the book came to me, now, mind you, I wasn't good with academia, right? So I still had that that slight fear. Mm-hmm. And I told myself, I haven't done much. Who's going to read a book that I wrote? And I had to sit there and write my life out, meaning the actions I've taken over my time in life so far, because that showed me I've actually accomplished more than what I thought I did. And that would add value. And at least if it touches one person, then I've done my job. So I wrote an outline. Remember, I had no distractions, right? I wrote an outline. I had yeah. uh, my desk set up downstairs. I had the thing set up how I wanted to set up. And I wrote the book in six weeks. Didn't take long at all. The whole process, yeah, the whole process what? for publication took about a year. But the actual writing, the first manuscript, took six weeks because I was, I had no distractions. But I don't know if you played. Have you played sports? Were you an athlete? Well, you, sometimes they have... No. You know, athletes say they, they're in a zone during some of the games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get into flow. In, yeah, in the flow. And so, yeah, I've done. While I was writing a book, since I was still doing my meditations and mantras and I was still eliminating all my distractions, I was in a flow the whole time for about three months. So even after the book, so everything was just working wow. and coming to me. But it was because I knew I wanted more out of life. I had the things I was saying, my mantras and affirmations. And I had no distractions. And so there's that part of, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, the reticular activating system in your brain that kicked in for me a lot. 
because mm-hmm. I was saying certain things. Then since I was saying it, I started to believe it. And since I started to believe it, I started to feel mm-hmm. it. And then since I started to feel it, I was able to see the things in front of me, which I needed to accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish. Meanwhile, like I said, those things had been there my whole life. I was just too distracted to see it. And thus the title turned on the noise. That's awesome. Wow. I didn't, (laughs) you're blowing me away right now, Justin. I did not expect that at all. That's a great lesson. I, I talk a little bit about distractions in my book, but you took it to another level. It was, uh, it was definitely fun as a learning experience. I can tell you that, but, um, I would definitely do it all over and it's not going to be my last book. So I'm, you know, I left, I left a blueprint for myself to always accomplish something, which is pretty cool. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. The, uh, it's funny. So in 2019 is also when I wrote my book and ours took the same amount of time. You only took six weeks to write it. This is show, this is just to show the audience about distractions. I got up at 5 a.m. every single day to write. And I would write for at least an hour a day. I'll say an hour, two hours max a day. And I would research mm-hmm. and things like that for a year. But it took me a year to write because I had all the distractions of social media and music and all the things, um, YouTube, Netflix. I had all those distractions in my life. And it took me a year to write my book and only couple months to get it ready for publishing. You flipped it on its head. You wrote it in six weeks because you were focused. You were in flow. You had no distractions. And I had a nine to five job. So audience, if you have, yeah, yes, I also have that. And so, so this is a great lesson for my audience here. If you really want to complete a project, kill Mm -hmm. the distractions. That's an awesome lesson. But uh, so, so if your book is a, is turned down the noise, what is the versatile success podcast? Yeah. So the versatile success podcast is a personal development podcast. The reason I titled it versatile success is I believe success is multidimensional, multidirectional. There's no one way to define it. Everyone has their own definition of life success. And we've had guests on there that have, let's say, gone from lower means to making it to the NFL. And then we have guests that have overcome abusive relationships, alcohol abuse. We've had guests that have made it in the entertainment industry, all different stories, but that's their own life Mm. success story. But what I find is that anyone that has some type of life success, however they define it from is, you know, something is simple as we may think to something as big as we may think there's one underlying tone with everyone and it's a level of self-awareness which is the personal development they have that in them so that's why i titled it versatile success and i've only started i started that in october 2019 not really knowing anything about podcasting at all um but again, I eliminated my distractions and figured it out and got it done. And lo and behold, you yeah. meet so many new people and you you get to experience life in a different way. And one thing I want to tell all your guests is because I think this is important. 
exposure is key to anything you want to do. Exposure helps you understand what possibilities are out there. And a lot of times people use money or the lack thereof as the reason why they can't gain exposure to something. But we have the internet. Yes. So we have podcasts like yours and like mine. We have vehicles that help us gain more exposure in terms of what is possible, what's out there, what's available. And even by me taking the action to do the podcast, like I said, I've been able to meet a lot of different people. Since I'm able to meet a lot of different people, Mm -hmm. I'm able to understand different ways of life, different ways of doing things, and then what the different possibilities are. And so for me, when someone says, well, I can't do this because I don't have the money or I can't do this because X, Y, and Z. It doesn't mean that you really can't do it. You're thinking of that one only possible way of doing it is no longer there, but there's other ways of doing things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, people get so focused on the money part where they need to realize there is other ways. I mean, if you need help with advertising if you don't ask for help that's one a struggle Mm -hmm. a lot of people have can't ask for help it's weak can't ask for help but you need to realize that people like helping other people because it makes them feel good so if you need help editing or proofreading uh, your your manuscript or graphics if you don't put it out there then no one will know you need help and you, you honestly, this was my experience that you have no idea what even your Facebook with, with, with your just family and friends, you have no idea what skills right. all those people have. I didn't know a good friend of mine who I only know through going to food and beer <laughs> festivals is the, her day job is proofreading and editing. Right. I would have never known that. <laughs> If I hadn't asked for and help. And that's why it's important to put you know? things out there in general. Like if, if you know, their old saying is if you have an idea, don't tell the world because someone's going to steal it. Listen, there's so much room for mm. everyone and everyone can do it in their own unique way. You have no idea how much you're actually hurting yourself by not putting something out there. And it doesn't have to be perfect. You just need to start from my first 10 podcast episodes to I think I'm on 61 now. I've... Uh, gotten a lot better the first couple you can tell the difference between what i started with with what i have now it's just the fact that i put it out there and you just keep going you get better so you can't you know it's not going to be perfect but you just need to start something because you learn so much along the way you learn so much about yourself listen i would honestly tell you speaking on a microphone or doing a live video last year this time was something that i was deathly afraid of and i hadn't done before Even though my first business was a brick and mortar personal training studio, I would never video myself and talk about fitness. I would maybe show a video of the class working out or the clients working out. I would never get in front of the camera myself. About a month ago, or maybe two months ago now, the local news station said, hey, I want to do a five-minute segment with you about your book and about what you do. And it was going to be a live segment in my basement. (sighs) And I did it. Oh, and wow. I did, a, in my opinion, a great job. And people are like, you're so confident. I was like, you know what? But I've mm-hmm. worked up to it. So that's where taking the action 
is in facing that fear because if you have the end game in mind and you know what you want to do, then you know what you have to go through to get it. And I knew I would have to get on audio. I knew I would have to do video. So I started simple by recording myself, getting used to me seeing myself on my phone and hearing myself. And it was mm-hmm. so awkward, like so, so awkward. <laughs> but here's the other, here's the crazy part is then you have steps, right? Because that's something really small looking at it now. The next step for me was to show my wife and even she was like, yeah, it's a little weird seeing you on your camera talking to yourself, but then she got used to it. So now I was going to show my kids. Okay. They got used to it. Okay. I'm going to start putting some videos on Facebook. And that was really weird, really awkward, but I got used to it. And then I started doing live videos. I got used to it. And now that's put me in different places that I didn't think, you know, I was going to be able to reach this fast. So Facing that fear, putting yourself out there through baby steps is important. And that's why for me, knowing what my ultimate goal is, is important because I know what I have to do to get there. Wow. So, yeah, taking action is clearly Mm -hmm. huge. You talk with cheap. Right, exactly. Right? So, and you've just shown that all those things, getting out of your comfort zone to do, even though it was weird, you did it anyway. And then it became normal. And then you pushed further, pushed another step further, pushed another step further. So that just shows action. you have to take action, push out of that comfort zone to get towards your goals. That's amazing. I'm, I'm so <laughs> proud you, of you, Justin. It. Look at you go. <laughs> uh, where, can, uh, where can we find so you the business uh, online? is called Versatile Success also the name of the podcast. You can just go to versatilesuccess.com. And then in terms of Instagram, someone has my name. So my Instagram handle is J underscore Rambo 85. All right. Excellent. Excellent. So I'll put your links in the description so uh, my audience can find you. And I do have one final question for you. It's a toughie, but you're a you're an action taker, so I feel like you probably might already know the answer. So, if you died today, what would you be pissed that you uh, didn't get to do? It's funny you say that. Do? I do already know the answer, and it's if if that happened, the fact that I didn't, I didn't create the world's largest personal development company would be the thing I'd be most pissed at. And the reason I say this is because. When I first heard the term personal development, I didn't know mm-hmm. what to do. I didn't know if I had to go purchase something. I didn't know if I had to press a button somewhere. I didn't know what personal development yeah. was. And it's a huge thing right now, but it's everywhere. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's sort of all over the place. So it's almost like finding these puzzle pieces, right? And what I want to do is consolidate as much information in terms of personal development using the help of other individuals to then have that one place where people can go to and find more information on personal development, work on themselves and things like that. Not saying I want to have the only and like be a monopoly, but to have at least a centralized place where people can go to versus trying to search all over because sometimes you get lost in a shuffle if you search too much, but to have that one place, if I want to go buy a shirt, right? If I want to go buy an athletic shirt, I know I'm going to go to Dick Sporting Goods. Yeah. So I want to, that's the thing I want to be most pissed about is I didn't finish that part of the project, which I'm actually working on. Wow. Yeah. That would help so many people 
to better themselves quicker instead of searching, not really knowing what they want, not being able to find it, and then just giving up when they could have made themselves better and really been able to accomplish their own goals with with the help of your program. So that is amazing. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Lisa, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. And hopefully, you know, your guests have taken something from it. I'm definitely happy to be here. And thank you for having me on. I appreciate you taking the time. All right. Thank you, audience. Thank you for tuning in. And just remember, I believe in you and you got this. Until next time.